Hey guys, unfortunately, in my portion of the audio recorded for today's episode, my microphone got cut out, so we will be using internet call audio instead. This is one of my favorite episodes to date, so I still wanted to upload it as is. Thank you so much for your patience and understanding. I think you are the epitome of it's never too late to follow your dreams. And (laughs) I just love that so much. And I am just so excited to hear all about your journey and your successes so far. Well, um, it is an amazing story. For the rest of my career, I get to say it got launched out of an act of kindness, which is wonderful. Hey there, readers. Welcome back to a brand new episode of The Book Was Better. Each week, I deep dive into all things literature with some special guests, fun games, and all the book talk to you on your For You page. If you're into reading, this is going to be your new favorite podcast. And if you're not, I guarantee you'll be converted. So nestle into a cozy corner, grab your cup of tea, and let's get started. We're back with another super exciting guest for our episode today. So if you've been on Book Talk at all recently, chances are you've heard of Lee Howard and the Ghost of Simmons Pierce Manor by Sean Warner. Sean was sitting at his book signing disappointed about not making any sales when he was approached by book talker Jared, aka Red, who posted about the book and it went viral with over 16 million views on TikTok. I'm so excited to have Sean himself on the podcast today to talk about all of the success of his book, Lee Howard and the Ghost of Simmons Pierce Manor, and his book talk journey. Welcome, Sean. Oh, thank you. It's nice to be here. (laughs) Absolutely. So I will give just a little backstory introduction. So Sean is a military veteran from Arlington, Texas. Mm -hmm who worked in pediatric mental health and computer and software engineering before deciding to pursue his childhood dream to become a writer at 58 years old. He is a murder mystery author, and his book, Lee Howard and the Ghost of Simmons Pierce Manor, was published in November 2022. Yep, that yeah. one sounds about right. <laughs> so just like I'm sure many people listening, I saw your video a few months ago, and I was very choked up watching it. I feel like it is so inspirational and I just fell in love with your story. And I think you are the epitome of it's never too late to follow your dreams. And (laughs) I just love that so much. And I am just so excited to hear all about your journey and your successes so far. Well, um, it is an amazing story. Um, For the rest of my career, I get to say it got launched out of an act of kindness, which is wonderful. (laughs) Absolutely. It's amazing. It's it's fate that he was there. (laughs) Who knows what it was? I mean, it was just an amazing sort of coming together. He was there. Um, We're total strangers. We didn't know each other before. Uh Um, He was on an ice cream run for a birthday party, and I um, I was selling my books. And he saw me sitting there um, bored. I'd been there, oh, my gosh, since 9 a.m. And this was like 3, 4 in the afternoon. Oh, my gosh. You know, um, and just selling my books. There was a lull. I was really bored. I was starting to think <laughs> it's time to go home. <laughs> you know, you get it's like a bit, any other job. It's of like it's the end of the day. You're ready to go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and he came up and um, made the video. It posted it on the following day, which was Sunday. And from there, it just skyrocketed. That's amazing. That's so, it's such an amazing story. And I know what it's about, but for anyone who is listening, who does not know, I would love for you in your own words to share what the story is about. 
So Lee Howard and the Ghost of Simmons Pierce Manor is about a teenage girl who teams up with a ghost with multiple personalities to solve the mystery of her parents' murder. Love it. Amazing. And how did you come up with the concept of the book? You know, I I was actually working on a different book and then Lee just jumped into my head. You know, she got, hi, here I am. (laughs) It was was like a, like one of those jingles or or a song you can't get out of your Uh head. And it just, she just kept nagging at me. And like those songs, you kind of have to sing them or listen to them to get out of your head. Well, I had to write Lee so I could get back to finishing the other book I was working on. I love that. Um, And usually when I write a story or something, I come up with a character first and something that's unique. Well, what if this there's this girl whose parents were murdered? And then from there, I just kind of what if it until I have enough material that I think will support a book. Like, what if she goes to live with rich family she never knew she had? What mm-hmm. if where she's living is haunted? What if she makes friends with the ghost? What if the ghost has multiple personalities? And then from I there, it was that. like, okay, that's that's enough. I can I think I could base a book off that. That's so um, great. That's so awesome. Um, and then so before this, were you? You were already a murder mystery fan. Um, yeah, I, I love the old mysteries, um, um, the Agatha Christie's with mm-hmm. the Poirot's and, um, of course, the, the Horace Rumpel series, just other things. A lot of the British mysteries, um, I have a, a family history of relatives in Ireland and England, so oh, wow. I, I read a lot of those. And my dad and I, we used to watch them on P- PBS, public broadcasting. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just something I kept going with. But I, And I do like the murder mysteries. That's so great. So did you already know when you were writing the book, the one before this one, did you know that you wanted to write a book in that realm? Um, well, I write young adult books. Uh-huh. And that's pretty much the genre I stick with. Um, right. I love... I love kids who kind of live at that intersection between, um, you know, mischief and real trouble. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in that corner myself. <laughs> I love absolutely, and I think it's great too that you have found. I was listening to your an interview that you did, and I love that you said that you've received a lot of messages since then of parents reading this with their kids and their kids really enjoying it. Oh, that's that just warms my heart so much um, that. You know, families are reading it together or their kids are reading it. Mm -hmm. I I wrote and typically when I write all my books, I I want them to be fun to read. And I have nothing against issues books or weighty books on what current events and stuff like that. I think they're very, very important. You know, classic works of literature, stuff like that is hugely important. But I think we've gotten away from reading for recreation. Reading is fun. And you know, we have TV, movies, video games. I want reading back on that list. Absolutely. I love that. I think that's amazing. That is, I think, something that has made me so excited about the book talk community in particular is that book talk is, or books are fun and cool again. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so I love that you're bringing that element with your with your stories a lot. And also, I love that YA books are becoming very popular within the adult community as well. You know, they're not really mm-hmm. seen as just young adult books. They're seen as books for everyone, which I love. Yeah, there, there's good and bad to that, but that's true. I, I think the young adult books are, at this time, they're very strong um, in terms of writing and quality and mm-hmm. 
I think that has a lot of appeal. They're a little bit safer for the maybe the adult um, communities that don't want to see that much profanity or explicit right. sex stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're a little bit safer in that regard, too. So it has appealed that way as well. Absolutely. Now, the downside is a lot of the teenage, younger teenage characters get aged up in behavior or in mm-hmm. ideology or, or thinking in a more mature sense that it kind of sets an unrealistic sort of pattern. But um, there's good and bad to everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I get that. I I think that. For me, it's really nice because similarly as to like what you were saying before, as an adult, I do feel like a lot of what's popular on Book Talk are things that really touch on more serious topics, which like you said, I think is obviously mm-hmm. great and important. And Absolutely. It, yes, it's obviously literature that that's the backbone of literature, Absolutely. but there are also stories that were just fun to read. Absolutely. Yes. And I, and I miss that. I think that that's something that needs to be more popular within the adult community of book talk. I, I think, I think you're exactly right. I, I grew up reading like Conan the Barbarian when I was a kid and <laughs> um, Tarzan of the Apes and yeah. um, other sorts of science fiction stories. And, you know, I, it gave me a, a way to just kind of escape and, mm-hmm. and just, mm-hmm. um, and to exercise my imagination. Mm-hmm. A little bit too, because reading is reading is taking your imagination to the gym. It really oh, is. Oh yeah, absolutely, you know. absolutely. And that's the other thing you won't get that from TV. I mean, I write movies, scripts. Um, hopefully someday they'll get picked up. But I have, no, I have nothing against the medium at all. But you're not going to get that same workout for your imagination no. as you do with a book. No, and it's. I think it's a it's a complete and total escape because. When you're watching a movie or you're watching a TV show, you're still your mind is still able to wander. Um, mm-hmm. Versus when you're reading something, you you are completely playing out the characters and the scene and the setting and and all of your brain is completely consumed by what you're reading. Right, because your brain is making the scenes mm-hmm. in the setting. Where the in a, a video production, you're handed that. And mm-hmm. you you already see what the background looks like and what the city looks like. Right. Um, right. You know, you have to invent that when you're reading, even though you're getting descriptions, you still have to invent that for yourself to see it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, which is hugely important um, mm-hmm. because there's there is no career I can think of that you don't need to think outside of the box and be creative it doesn't matter what walk of life you're in. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be something that comes up. Well, what are you going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I would love to know with Lee's character, do you feel like there were any aspects that you related to when creating her? Um, that I related to? Well, I mean, it's, it's hard as an author not to relate to your characters. Mm-hmm. Um, they become so real when you're writing them mm-hmm. um, and you're spending time with them. So they take on, it, it's almost like they become real people. And um, so, yeah, the, her personality is probably a lot of what I have bled into them, but I don't think there's any way an author can't keep that from happening. Uh-huh. Of course, that makes sense. Do you have a character within the book that was your favorite to write? I liked um I liked Lee, obviously. I just of course, I just yeah. love that she's, you know, a tough, gritty 
person and I love Myra. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just so accepting of people as they come, which is mm. just a beautiful thing, especially today. It's just, Absolutely. You know, just to accept people as they show up on her doorstep. And a lot of that is because she's not threatened by them because she's so confident in herself. Yeah. So there's oh, no yeah. Threat there. Um, yeah. And then, of course, Little Bodie is just a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. And I know that you said that you write that YA is like is your genre. Do you feel mm-hmm. like you could see yourself branching into any other genres in the future? Do you feel like YA is just where you'll stay? I'm um, sure I could branch into other things. I've written some short stories that are nice. adult science fiction um, and um you know, in, in other mediums, too, like I said, I have a script I completed for a DC character that wow. hopefully when the strikes and things resolve, I can submit it to somebody and they can say thanks, but no thanks. Or whatever <laughs> they're going to say, you know, but yeah, I, I can see myself writing all kinds of different stories. But like I said, I, I just have a soft spot in my heart for the young adult genre. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I could see you. I wonder one day if you would write like children's books at all. Um, or do you think that's too young? That's <laughs> probably a little bit too young for me. I mean, my uh, kids will probably tell you, yeah, dad treat us like little adults. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then I know your book came out in November 2022. Yeah. How long did it take for you to start and finish the book? That book, well, yeah, that's a question I get asked an awful lot. It really depends on how do you want the answer. Uh-huh. The book, the book itself took about six to eight months to to write, edit, okay. finish, and and get out the door. From the time I decided to take writing seriously and, mm-hmm. instead of just a chapter here or a chapter there and just something for fun for me, it took about fifteen years. From the wow. time I wrote my first story, which I was about six years old. Oh, my goodness. All the, you know, all the way through. Yeah, I, I remember laying on the floor of my bedroom holding with these this big pad of paper with the two solid lines and the dashed one in the middle so you know where the capital and lowercase oh, letters go. That's amazing. I love that <laughs> Holding so a big, fat pencil trying to oh. write a story that um, from a series my mom was helping me read at the time. Oh, so from, it depends on how you want that question answered. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. That's really great. And I'm sure it's so exciting to have it have become such a success. Oh, it is. It is. um, You know, I wake up every day thankful for what's happened and and for all the kindness that I received from book talk, you know, all the way back starting from red and, and moving forward and you know, everyone's just been so kind and supportive. Um, I think when I was on the day show, I think they they saw I was terrified, and they <laughs> and you know they so really nice. helped me out. And, you know, they were really sweet to me. Everyone's just been so great. That's so great. I'm so glad to hear that. What message do you feel like you want people to walk away with from reading your book? Um, just, I, I think there's a lot of messages that can be picked up in there. People are actually finding messages, in there. but um, which is which is beautiful. That means they're thinking for themselves and they're having their own personalities picked stuff up, which is beautiful. I, I always think mm-hmm. you know if somebody looks at something you do and it takes it farther. Well, that's yeah. always the goal. That's that's incredible. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think just the importance of of perseverance and, you know, just gritting your teeth and struggling through the the hard times and realizing that they will get better if you 
work and you keep a positive attitude. That's amazing. I think I, I obviously am not an author, but I would think that it is probably so fulfilling when people find different elements of your story that resonate with them and ones that you wouldn't have even mm-hmm. really assumed would resonate with people, but they are walking away with it. Uh, right. from it, yeah, it is, feeling that way. It, it is a, a very uh, warming sensation when people say things like that, or your book touched me, or mm-hmm. I was going through a low point. Um, there's a lot of people I've been meeting who are saying that um, the book has rekindled their love for reading or it's gotten oh. them started reading again. And and that is just amazing. That is amazing. That's so, so incredible. Um, especially in a time like this where reading definitely like social media and, you know, everyone's phones and it's a very like techie world. It's probably amazing mm-hmm. to have people find your book, getting them back into reading. Yeah, it, it it is good. I think we, I said before, we do need to get back into reading. And the, you know what I what I tell adults all the time is, if you want kids to read, they've got to see you reading. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's yeah. the number one way to get your children to read. Is you know, I know you're tired. You've been on your feet all day. At, you know, wherever you work, your boss may be yelling at you, and then to come home and you just want to veg. Uh, maybe veg with a book and so your kids can see, yeah, you can spend your quality time doing this. That's true. I love that. That's a very good message because I, growing up, I always loved reading. And I think that was a big thing Mm -hmm. for me is my parents were reading all the time. So Mm -hmm. I learned very early on, okay, like I, you know, I'm not going to just like sit and watch TV. Um, Mm -hmm. That reading is something that I can do spending my quality time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My dad was a reader. He he always had a book or two going. Um, and then both my mom and dad, they never fussed at me about what I was reading. Again, uh-huh. good and good and bad in that. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, you know I, I would be I mean, I've read a lot of DC and Marvel um, comic books and not once did they say, you know, quit reading that garbage and read something real or something uh-huh. serious. Mm-hmm. No, it was I think they were happy that I was reading anything mm-hmm. at all. And absolutely I think that's the way we need to be is uh, of course you know, if you let your kids find what they're gonna gravitate to within age appropriate reason and mm-hmm. you know support them in whatever they're reading. Yeah, absolutely. I my parents were very always very encouraging. I was a very big Nancy Drew reader when I was younger (laughs) and um and yeah every like my school would have a scholastic book fair Mm -hmm. um and my parents just that was if you know that was my birthday gift was the scholastic book fair and anything you want you know because Mm -hmm. because to them it was like this is such a positive thing that she loves so we're obviously going to nurture this as much as we can and I'm obviously so grateful that they did yeah I remember Um, those uh, scholastic um, book fairs. I, I I remember one in particular. It's where I bought my first ever copy of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. No way. And I was I was a you know it was there was no way I was going to read that at that age. But <laughs> my my mom who was there with me, she didn't say that. She said, "Okay, yeah, I'll buy it for you." Oh, and I love it. Sat that. on my shelf, and I tried to read it, and I just wasn't a mature enough reader, you know, to to read that not emotionally mature just you know technically strong enough as a reader but when i got older yeah i finally read it It turned into one of my favorite stories it's a beautiful story yeah it's incredible um, it it really is and and that sort of thing you know it's like yeah well maybe plant a seed now maybe it'll grow later (laughs) yeah of course absolutely (laughs) 
I would love to know about the whole process of finding a publisher and getting your book to the finish line and kind of what what that all entailed for you. We're back to talking about perseverance. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It, it really is. I, I sent Lee out to so many literary agents mm-hmm. and um, it just wasn't picked up because they weren't interested in it for whatever reason. Um, the sense that I was getting, it was very different sort of book than what was out there. Um, but for whatever reason that didn't, didn't fly. And then my wife had mentioned that she had heard in her travels somewhere about a independent publisher, Black Rose Writing. So I contacted them and they decided to take a chance on the book and the rest of it, you know, it was really sluggish at first. Um, the book came out in November and sales were abysmal until July when Red took that video And then it really took off. Um, But through it all, Black Rose Writing has been really supportive. They've been great to work with, um, answering my questions because I'm, you know, a new author. I didn't know. I still don't know at all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, know, so so that was kind of the process. And it's, it's just a lot of rejection letters. So if you're a writer, grow a thick skin. Um, and always remember that writing at the end of the day is a business and those rejection letters aren't a criticism or anything about you so much as it is a business decision on the markets. Mm, That's really nice to, to keep in mind. I, what do you think kept you going, kept you feeling confident in yourself and believing in yourself? Oh, that's just pure arrogance. (laughs) <laughs> that's good though you have to have no. it look at you now <laughs> no. uh, my wife has been amazing very supportive all through um everything that we've been through we've been married uh 28 years oh my goodness and she's always been in my corner and supporting me and the things i wanted to do and try so yeah a lot of it goes down to her that's amazing that's amazing um I know that we briefly talked about it before, but I would love to go back to the day of the book signing when Mm -hmm. Fred took the video. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think in a million years that the book would become as big of a story on the internet as it has? No, I, I didn't. um, I didn't know what was going to happen with the book. Um, I'm in a, a couple of writers critiques groups and things like that, which is, essential is if you're a writer you need to find a critique group but Mm. um and so i i kind of knew the path of things go you get your first book out and it's not really going to do much and you got to get like five or six out so have to have this happen i'd never suspected because it's just so out of the ordinary of what usually happens for a debut author Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and then how i would love to know how did you like were you on because i know now you have social media and everything were you active Mm -hmm. on social media at the time that this was blowing up how did you know that it was becoming such a success oh you witnessed the struggle i had with my phone earlier so (laughs) no (laughs) no i i I wasn't on social media that much i I was on um twitter um, Mm -hmm. and uh, i I know it's x now but i'm not on x i was on twitter yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and um 
I, and I was on there just to connect with other authors, other agents, stay in touch with publishing. Um, and that was really about it. I didn't have a big social media input. I mean, the truth is, from all the authors and people that I've met, the whatever it is about our characters that make us writers also makes that kind of social media engagement really difficult for us. Now, I'm painting with a really broad brush here, but it's just not part of that personality gig that makes us writers. And so when agents and publishers, you know, talk about having the social media, I don't think they realize what a huge ask they're really making. <laughs> Why do you think that is? I'm so curious because you're so right. I've noticed that as well. I, I don't know. I think we're um, very comfortable. We're, we're very low key. We're comfortable behind the scenes. Um, you know, we, we like our little um, fantasy worlds and, and whatever it is that we're doing or if we're writing, even if we're writing history or memoirs, it's still kind of behind the scenes and we're telling our stories. But to be, you know, out front on social media is, is, is just a little bit more difficult. It's not something that we think about very often. Right. We're more right. introspective and that's very extroverted. So mm -hmm. that makes I sense. I just think it's whatever it is that makes authors click. And it's just been my experience. I might be off base, but um, no, I think you're the two don't seem on. to the two don't seem to go together and it's yeah. very difficult. And so yeah. it is a huge request to yeah. ask an author to be doing stuff like that. Did your, when, when this started blowing up, did, did you take the leap to begin social media or did your publicist tell you <laughs> you had to begin? Um, you know, what, what happened was we were sitting, my wife and I were on Sunday after red posted thing. Um, her phone was queued in for sales off my website, which was dormant. And I was queued in for, people signing up for my newsletter and traffic on my website, which was dormant. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, all of a sudden, both our phones started going off. We didn't know what was going on. And then after we saw what was happening on a TikTok and all those people reaching out and being so kind, it was it was more a case of, you know, if they're going to reach out and be that nice, we really need to get on there and return the favor and engage with them. Um, so it was, was more a, a sense of, you know, you guys are being nice to me. I really should be nice back. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's sweet. And did you know that there was a such thing as book talk beforehand? Um, yeah, I, I, I knew about it. I wasn't sure what it was, what it did or, or anything else. Um, being in a, um, author communities, I hear people talking about it and buzzwords and stuff like that, but it's not something that I knew a whole lot about at the time. Yeah. And I'm sure since you've become a part of it, you've seen how much of a hold on the book community as a whole it has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it has been just an amazing eye opener of the yeah. power of book talk and, and then, you know, the sustain that it's, it's still, it's, it's even today, it's still going. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of comments we do we do lives and things like that um my my wife i call her my handler now oh. <laughs> she puts me on there she's she your social media manager <laughs> she is and she's so wonderful um and so we're, we're doing lives and things like that and everybody's just been spectacular oh, that's so great uh have you since being on book talk have you found any new book recommendations that have caught your eye 
I'm oddly, I am a very, very slow reader. Okay. And, uh, so um, when I pick up a book, it, it takes a long time to get through. Mm -hmm. So usually I have to hear about a book four or five times and have personal people I know who recommend it to me and stuff like that, or authors who I know or things like that. So it's really, I, I, it's terrible to be saying that as an author, especially as one who's got such a boost out of the book. No, that's okay. No, I think that's great no. that you're a slower reader. I think that that's um, something that actually... oh, I don't. It was it was a nightmare in in school. <laughs> it, it was it really caused problems. Um, and um, you know, it was like, what's wrong with this kid? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But I bet it means that you really internalize what you're reading. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. Once I read it, I have it, and I it sticks with me, and the the morals of the stories and the the personal struggles and stuff like that. It's very, very in-depth. That's um, great. So once I read it, I have it, but it's going to take a hot second to read it. That's okay. Well, that's good, though. What are like your favorite books of all time or your favorite authors of all time? I read um, Peter Pan about once a year. I just oh, love that story. That's amazing. I love um, that. His well, it's just his outlook on on life in the future. It's just everything is an adventure, and, and mm. I've tried to live like, and I hope I always keep that sense of wonder about the world around me because it's just such a beautiful place if you you know just let it be. Um, there's a lot of negative, of course, but you, you can always still have that sense of wonder about your life, which mm. I read it once a year. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, I love that. I don't think I've actually ever read the book before. Oh well, see, now you got something on your to be read list. <laughs> You're giving me book recommendations. <laughs> I loved reading. Um, also loved reading Jules Verne, um, and then, like I mentioned, the Conan the Barbarian and Tarzan and things like that. The Rumpel mysteries were always fun to read. Um, mm -hmm. he's, they're just hilarious. Oh, yeah. Um, and other other mysteries and um, science fiction stuff it just depends on the mood that I'm in at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way, actually. very. I'm a very big mood reader. Um, what do you think? Have you already started writing another book? And... Can you, yeah. give, without giving too much away, can you give kind of a little bit about what it's about? <laughs> sure. Well, it, I, I explained earlier that um, I was working on a, a different book mm -hmm. and then Lee jumped into my mind and she just would not leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just pestered and pestered. So I wrote that book and then I went back and I finished that other book and it's under contract with Black Rose Writing. Amazing. So it's, it's, it's another young adult adventure story. And it should be out in the March time frame of next year. Oh, that's so, so exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm I am just so excited for that book to come out. Um and I'm working I I can't just work on one project at a time. Um that would that would be my attention deficit kicking in. <laughs> um so I, I have a, a bunch of other stories. Like I said, I just finished a movie script for a DC story. I have some other young adult stories written. I have a collection of um, adult science fiction short story mysteries that I'd like to put together as a um, collection of short stories with the same characters. So I have a lot of projects working. Awesome. That is so exciting to hear. Does the, the book that's coming out in March... 
Does it mm-hmm. have that kind of mystery undertone as well? It it does. It's um, it's a little bit more um, straightforward in that sense. It's it's a spy story. Oh, fun! So yeah, it, it it's it's a fun story. It, it, and the characters in there are just so dynamic and fantastic. That's amazing. I cannot wait to read it. I have one more question for you. Sure. Do you have any advice for aspiring authors in the space that feel like they are having a really hard time getting noticed? That's the hurdle of all authors to get noticed, especially with your first books. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, do all you can to to get out there in public and to tell the world that you're there. And just this past weekend at a different place, we were at Kroger's and Kroger's has the um, international authors in the grocery store program, which opens up so many stores that you can just go in and sell your book and they just ring it up at the register after you sign them. Oh, that's that's, amazing. Yeah, it's really an amazing program. It's the, um, like I said, it's the authors in the grocery store program for Kroger's. And it's just been wonderful. But anything you can do to get your book out there. Um, the best advice I ever received and I believe in completely is write your next book and then write your third book and then write them out there because it's a lot easier for four or five books, one of those to get noticed mm-hmm. than you know, all your chips on one book to get noticed. So keep writing, keep producing, do short stories, get them published. And yeah, just persevere. That's all you can do is just duck your head and push through it. It's not easy. It is not easy at all. And it takes perseverance and, and hard work and just sticking with it. And always, of course, always learning, continuous learning and improving. That's amazing. I love that. I love what you said about not kind of putting all your eggs in one basket. Most of the writers that I've talked to, um, their careers usually start picking up a bit in their third, somewhere between their third and fifth book. They start Mm -hmm. seeing seeing they developed a following for um, books in the past and it starts picking up. And then you they see they put out a new book, which is going to get somebody to look back at previous books. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's, it starts working for itself a bit. Mm-hmm. But getting there, it's it's a chore. It really is. I bet. You, you just got to stick with it, not get offended by all mm-hmm. the rejections, because uh, read Stephen King's on writing. He got rejections mm-hmm. you know, all over the place. Yeah. And I think <laughs> what you were saying is so true, even just in my experience with reading. If I find a book that's either trending or a book that's, you know, really talked about on social media and I read it and I love it, I always go back and read previous books from the author. So I think that's so true Mm -hmm. that, you know, those books might not necessarily have picked up right away, but people will Mm -hmm. absolutely go back and read them. Absolutely. So just keep being productive. Um, Don't get discouraged, even though it is very discouraging. It's (laughs) It, it is um, writing a lot of it is a game of perseverance. You just mm-hmm. have to, you know, muddle through the early years.
with that, that's our episode, guys. Thank you so much, Sean, for taking the time to come on my show. You can find Sean at Sean W. Writes on Instagram and TikTok. His book, Lee Howard and the Ghost of Simmons Pierce Manor, is out now. So grab your copy ASAP. You can follow me at underscore the book was better on TikTok and at the book was better IG on Instagram. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review the book was better wherever you get your podcasts. And I will see you next week. I have had such lovely people on, but you were by by far the person I was most excited to have. So thank you so, so much. This has been such an honor. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm glad we're not on video. You just made me turn very red. (laughs) 